Peace be upon you. God willing, today we're going to talk about the mathematical miracle of the Quran. And um, it occurred to me that the last time we dedicated an entire episode to this was years ago. Um, and uh, we bring it up often, so it only makes sense to have a refresher for uh, potentially new listeners and um, just, you know, uh, to, to be appreciative. So every miracle that God has sent down in the past has been respected for that time and place. Uh, for instance, when Moses came, magic was big, so big that Pharaoh had designated magicians that he went to. And when they saw the uh, the profoundness of what Moses can do, they realized this was not magic. And they fell down prostrating. They dedicated themselves to God alone, irrespective of Pharaoh threatening their life. Um, it was that profound. Uh, when Jesus came, uh, there was a lot of famine, uh, disease, starvation. Here's someone who's come, able to cure the lepers, uh, cure the blind, um, send food from the sky, and it was enough for people at that time to believe. And at the time of Muhammad, you had poetry, you know, and here's a person who's uh, apparently, you know, not uh, formally educated, who comes with this uh, this work that's so linguistically perfect that when grown men hear, they'd fall down weeping. And it wasn't just, you know, something that sounded good. It was truly impactful. Uh, it was a message from God. And um, every miracle, again, it comes specifically for that time and place. Uh, for instance, when Saleh came, he brought a camel. Now, that's something that for those people at that time and place to have a camel that only drank on designated days was enough to cause them to believe. But if you brought that today, it wouldn't be as impactful. And what's really awesome is when the leaders asked the believers at the time of Salah, why do you believe? Their response wasn't the camel. Their response was the message, right? The miracle is only there to serve as a beacon. To let you know that what's going to come after it, the message that comes after it, is truly from God. And it's up to us if we choose to believe it or not. And um, God says in the Quran in chapter 2 verse 106 is when we abrogate any miracle or cause it to be forgotten, we produce a better miracle or at least an equal one. Do not recognize the fact that God is omnipotent. So if someone came today and said, look, I'm a messenger of God, uh, our response is going to be, okay, well, what's your miracle? And they said, check this out. I can walk on water. We might be a little dumbfounded. We say, hey, no offense, but uh, David Copperfield can make the Statue of Liberty disappear. Uh, David Blaine froze himself in ice. Uh, this just isn't going to cut it. And let's say they do tr something truly profound, like a physical miracle. Uh, they pick up a car, they spin it on their finger, they transform it into a unicorn, and then they sail off into the sunset. We'd be like, oh my God, like that is amazing. Did you guys just see that? You know, This is uh, truly profound. But what about all these 7 billion other people on this planet? Yeah, you have this small group of people at that time and place who are able to witness this physical miracle. But what about everyone else, right? Are they supposed to believe it strictly on faith? Even if they watch the video that say, hey, you know, this is movie magic, sleight of hand, something. It's not real. Um, so today we live in the information age. So it only makes sense that the miracle that's given to us is in the form of information, something where anyone, any place, any language, uh, at any time can confirm and validate for themselves. And what's really profound is that the when Muhammad came and delivered the Quran, he didn't have a physical miracle like the ones of Moses and Jesus and Salat. Uh, instead, the response is in chapter 10, verse 20. It says, they say, how come no miracle came down to him from his Lord? Say, the future belongs to God, so wait, and I'm waiting along with you. So Muhammad knew that, look, he didn't have a physical miracle in the same sense of the other messengers. He had the book, the Quran. And God uh, saved the, the physical miracle of the Quran by a span of 1,400 years. So 1,400 years later, we're able to appreciate the mathematical miracle of the Quran. So what is the mathematical miracle of the Quran? So the Quran has 114 chapters. Uh, inside 29 of these chapters, they start with miscellaneous uh, Arabic initials. They're known as the uh, mysterious initials, the Quranic initials. 
And there's 14 sets of these in 29 chapters. And uh, for instance, in uh, chapter 2, it starts ALM, or in Arabic, Alif Lam Mim. It says, this scripture is infallible, a beacon for the righteous. In chapter 11.1, it says ALR, Alif Lam Ra, in Arabic. It says, this scripture, whose verses have been perfected, then elucidated, it comes from the most wise, most cognizant. In uh, chapter 26, the initial is T, uh, TSM, or Tasi Mim. It says, these letters constitute proofs of this clarifying scripture. Uh, chapter 38 is Saad, S. This is the Quran that contains a proof. In another example is in chapter 40. It says HM or Hamim in Arabic. It says this revelation of the scriptures from God, the Almighty, the Omniscient. So 29 chapters, you have these miscellaneous initials, uh, you know, oftentimes followed by saying, look, this message is from God. And for 1,400 years, people didn't know what these initials meant. And the first in, uh, indication that these had profound meaning was uh, discovered by Rashad Khalifa. And before he fully understood the depth of the mathematical miracle, uh, what he realized was that these initials in their respective chapters occur in frequencies that seem to be uh, manipulated. I'll give you an example. So chapter 42 and 50 both have the initial Q or Qof in Arabic. But chapter 42 is twice as long as chapter 50, yet the occurrence of the letters occur at the same time, which is 57, 19 times 3. So this was a, a, a kind of an eye-opening for him, and it went further than that. So that was the first discovery. In 1974, he published all his findings, and what he found out is in every given chapter that have these miscellaneous initials, the occurrence of those letters in their respective chapters end up being multiples of 19. So... I'll give you some examples. Again, chapter 42 and 50, uh, the number of times that Q occurs in these chapters is both 57, which is 19 times 3. Um, ALM, so chapter 2 is the longest chapter in the Quran, has two, um, 286 verses. And if you count all the Aleph, the Lams, and the memes in those chapters, you get 9,899, which is 19 times 521. And this happens consistently in every single chapter. And what's really interesting is that you have this interlocking mechanism. So, for instance, in uh, uh, chapter uh, 42, you also have Ain Seen Q uh, in those initials. And if you add the Ain, the Seen, the Q, both, uh, you get 209, which is 19 times 11. So uh, another example of that is uh, Saad. So Saad occurs in chapter 7, 19, and uh, 38. And um, in 7, the initials Aleph Lam Mim Saad. So Aleph Lam Mim Saad, that dose accumulatively is a multiple of 19. And then if you add the Saads in chapter 7, 19, and 38, that also is a multiple of 19. So you see that within these given chapters, the number of times that letters occur in these chapters consistently end up being multiples of 19. But it's uh, way beyond that. Everything about the Quran it revolves around this number 19. So, for instance, the number of chapters in the Quran is 114. That's 19 times 6. The number of verses in the Quran is 6,346, which is 19 times 334. Um, even certain words in the Quran occur in multiples of 19. So, uh, the word Allah. Uh, occurs 2,698. If you add all the verses and chapters that the word Allah occurs in, it's 118,123, which is 19 times 6,217. Uh, the word uh, bism, for uh, Rahim, which means name, that occurs 19 times. Al-Rahman, which is most gracious, occurs 57 times, which is 19 times 3. Uh, Al-Rahim, which is uh, most merciful, occurs 114 times, which is 19 times 6. Um, is you see, it's so much of the structure of the Quran is uh, multiples of 19. And again, this is just uh, scratching the surface. And 
obviously, 5% of roughly 5% of all numbers are multiples of 19, but these aren't uh, just arbitrarily selected. The letters have been in the Quran for 1400 years, right? The, the chapters, the verses, all this is just the, the structure of the Quran. And the fact that you can take this this example of 19 and be able to apply it to so many uh, large-scale aspects of the Quran is truly profound. So the question is, why 19? What's so significant of it? Was that just an arbitrary number selected? And what we see is in chapter 74 of the Quran, it's entitled The Hidden Secret. And uh, I'm just going to read from the top. It says, In the name of God, most gracious, most merciful, O you hidden secret, come out and warn, extol your Lord, purify your garment, the garment being this Quran. And it continues in verse 5. Forsake what is wrong. Be content with your lot. Steadfastly commemorate your Lord. Then when the horn is blown, that will be a difficult day. For the disbeliever is not easy. Let me deal with the one I created as an individual. I provided him with lots of money and children to behold. I made everything easy for him. Yet he is greedy for more. He stubbornly refused to accept these proofs. I will increasingly punish him. For he reflected, then decided. Miserable is what he decided. Miserable indeed is what he decided. He looked. He frowned. He whined. Then he turned away arrogantly. He said, this is what clever magic, this is human made. I will commit him to retribution. What retribution? Thorough and comprehensive, obvious to all the people. So talk about a person that God has given all these blessings to. They look at the Quran and they, the response is, this is but clever magic, this is human made. And then in verse 30 of, again, chapter 74, The Hidden Secret, it reads, over it is 19. We appointed angels to be guardians of hell and we assigned their number. One, to disturb the disbelievers. Two, to convince the Christians and Jews that this is a divine scripture. Three, to strengthen the faith of the faithful. Four, to remove all traces of doubt from the hearts of Christians, Jews, as well as the believers. And five, to expose those who harbor doubts in their hearts. And the disbelievers, they will say, what did God mean by this allegory? God thus sends astray whomever he wills and guides whomever he wills. None knows the soldiers of your Lord except he. This is a reminder for the people. Absolutely, I swear by the moon and the night as it passes and the morning as it shines, this is one of the great miracles, a warning to the human race. So God is telling us, look, this number 19, it serves these requirements uh, to disturb the disbelievers, convince the Christians and Jews that this is divine scripture, remove all trace of doubt from the hearts of Christians, Jews, as well as the believer, and to expose those who harbor doubt in their hearts. And God is swearing that this is one of the great miracles, a warning to the human race. And what's awesome is, in the previous podcast entitled Encryption, we showed that, look, one of the ways that God has encrypted the Quran is with this number 19. Uh, what's awesome is the word hidden secret literally means encryption. Uh, I can't remember. It's the Greek or Latin root word of encryption is hidden secret, right? And the Quran has this hidden secret with this number 19. And by being able to use the number 19, we can validate every single letter, every single word, every single uh, verse of the Quran to validate that, look, this information that was transmitted from God to uh, Muhammad that we have today has not been tailored, has not been corrupted. Uh, no different than when someone sends an encrypted message and you're able to use a private key to decipher that message to make sure that nothing in that message was uh, messed with, we can do the same mechanism. Um, and again, this isn't meant to be a comprehensive look at the, uh, the Quran's mathematical miracle, just a primer. It's worth looking for yourself. Just type it in, uh, Quran Miracle. Uh, there's tons of resources online, and you can validate for yourself. Uh, you can look at the initials. You can look at the occurrence of letters, words, all this that happens in the Quran, number of chapters, number of verses. Um, and it's truly profound. And again, for us, it's not meant to be 
all-encompassing that, hey, look, you understand the mathematical miracle, therefore you uh, believe everything. That is just the first part, to let us know that, look, this is a message from God. It makes sense for us to take heed, to listen to it, to read it, to understand it, and then make a judgment. Um, God willing, we're going to stop there. If you guys got comments or questions, uh, feel free to hit us up at crontalk at gmail.com. And until next time, peace and God bless.